Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 207 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. How are you feeling today, Lauren? I'm okay. I wanted to do this all in a weird English accent, but Daryl wouldn't let me. I mean, it would be impressive if you could keep it up during during the whole show. Hi, guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Yep, you see, you lost it already. That lasted about a good 10 seconds, if that. Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show, Lauren. Oh, fiddlesticks. There we go. That's much better. I'm so offended right now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we may have viewers who are offended by your your crass language, actually. Mm. Um, hopefully you can repent. I will repent in my room with um, my drawings. Which you are actually doing right now. Lauren is drawing Ramza. I'm trying to. His outfit is very complicated and he's a very different character to what I'm used to drawing. A completely different artist. You're used to kind of looking at Nomura stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Nomura and, and Amano. And yeah, it's um, it's just, to be honest, it's the first time that I'm drawing anybody who sort of carries a sword, weirdly. Hmm. I don't think I really draw swords very often, but he's obvious. He's very. You did have a sword within your Cecil picture. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Didn't second, I? Yeah. Second, <laughs> second sword drawing, but yeah, um, yeah. I rare. I I don't. I don't draw this kind of person often. I actually often draw women, but yeah, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, if the astute amongst us, if you didn't get it, that's a very big hint as to a future video we're going to be doing. Mm. <gasps> how are you, Daryl? I I'm, feel like I don't often ask you how you are. I'm doing all right, actually. We just had a really big drama where my computer decided to play Silly Billies and it took me about a day to sort it out. Yeah. But now we're back. We've got a super fast computer because it's now kind of just reset itself. So I'm feeling pretty good. It's like this thing, things. like... In the past, we sort of heard that you have to format your computer. Like one of our friends, he formats his computer like every year, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's like our computer just naturally knows, wait, you know what? I need a format. So can you just not? It's just one of those things. I was telling my mom the story earlier and she said that her mom used to have a similar thing with cleaning the floor. She just never wanted to clean the floor. And eventually there would be a massive spill and she'd just be like, well, I mean, I might as well just clean the floor now. Yeah. So with us, it was, yeah, my hard drive, my motherboard did something crazy. It re it reset itself to the last known good configuration. Yeah. Which was a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it a lot has up. happened. Yeah. A lot has happened in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it wasn't the best of situations. So yeah, I decided to just wipe it clean mm -hmm. start from scratch we had to reinstall everything find programs that we had like vegas was like i had to well sony oh. don't even own it anymore i know sony don't own it anymore so i had to go on a hunt for that it's all a circus here to guys like yeah so if there's any delays in videos re um in the near future you know it's just because we are just finding everything out again I think I have to reset all my settings as well. Oh my gosh, that's going to be Oh, uh, the render settings. Uh, but oh well. 
Oh, well, we'll think about that later. We'll think about that later, Daryl. Yes, we, we just will gotta, think about that later. Just got to hold on. Today, we're actually going to be talking about the future. Oh. And specifically, dream spin-off games that we would like to see from the Final Fantasy franchise. Hmm, I'm excited. Yeah, Daryl was just like, which spin-off games would you like to see? And he guessed the one, first one that I came up with. I had already written it down. We know each other too well. It's kind of scary. I know. Get out of my head. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see, right, anyone who's listening right now, see if you can guess the kind of spin-off or I guess it's it's kind of, I guess it would be a spin-off, but not kind of a spin-off. I guess it is a spin-off. It was, mm. it's, it, it's akin to Crisis Core. Mm. Although there are people out there who don't believe Crisis Core is a spin-off. And I always have to go back to them and say, well, Tetsuya Nomura believes it's a spin-off. Hajime Tabata believes it's a spin-off. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like it's it's hard because I feel it's a prequel. I feel like our definition of spin-off has to include prequels and sequels, essentially, just because it's it's just too difficult. Well, my my whole thing about a game being a spin-off is that it has to be a change. Mm. So I wouldn't classify uh Ten Two as a spin-off. Mm. You could do but it was very similar in terms of the game, game plan and everything. Whereas before Crisis, Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus, they're all very, very different gameplay wise. Like the whole tone of the experience is almost not reminiscent of the original game. It's, uh, well, I would say that, but then 10 2 is significantly different than 10. Like the feel, the, the, um i mean there are plenty of people that called it a spin-off as well and that's yeah. like where it's it's hard because it's a sequel yeah I so think it's, it's not a spin-off it's like saying that uh, i don't know terminator 2 is a spin-off it's not yeah but i don't know but terminator whatever the tv series yeah that's a spin-off yeah it's just weird the whole the whole thing about spin-offs is weird so i'm including prequels in it Basically. Okay, so going back to my thing. Yeah. Try and guess Lauren's <laughs> number one thing that she wants to experience in the Final Fantasy franchise. Am I that predictable? I don't know. We'll uh, find out. All right. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Mm. Before we do that, though, we have to thank our Patreon executive producers. So we're going to kick things off with Nahi Klablawi. Guide Seeker. And Chris Morales. Michael Graham. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tori Patrick. Fayez Bilal. Louis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Castadon at Urbion Ray. Mohamed Kayam. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at A Cure Name Jin. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at Underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. David Calro. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181. Janik Naud at Janik Naud. Freya Stella. Hunter Morgan. Philip Seidnos. And Tom Hughes. Thank you all so, so much. Thank you, guys. Okay, so our main topic, and really our only topic, we do have a little bit of news later on, but our main topic is about Dream Final Fantasy spinoffs. And this was a topic that was suggested on Discord by Musical Mastermind, but it's also something I've been thinking about a little bit in general because... We have done a couple of videos on YouTube, the history of Final Fantasy Tactics and the history of Final Fantasy XI. And both of those games are essentially spin-offs. Final Fantasy XI was a main numbered game, but it's a spin-off in the sense of what it is. 
they they both were formed because Sakaguchi was looking around at what the rest of the market was doing, and he just thought, we can make a game like that within the Final Fantasy franchise. So Final Fantasy Tactics, he'd been wanting to make a tactical game. Final Fantasy has tactical elements to it, but it's very much not mm. like a full-on tactical RPG. Nothing like Ogre Battle um, or Tactics Ogre. Um, it was very different from anything else that we'd seen before in the franchise. And obviously he was able to make that come to fruition with the help of Matsuno and Ito. And then Final Fantasy XI was a very similar story. Uh, if you just watch the video, you'll you'll know that Sakaguchi moved to Hawaii soon mm-hmm. after Final Fantasy VII was made. Uh, and he As was working do. on Final Fantasy VIII there. Well, he moved there because he wanted to set up the, the film division, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he was... Uh, obviously, Final Fantasy VII was kind of like the, the the baby of that project. The FMVs in Final Fantasy VIII were way better. Mm. Way, way better. They yeah. still look amazing even now. Um, but then it's also, you have the opportunity to move to Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, and Hawaii and was, is amazing. And it was kind of ideal for him as well, because it's that halfway house between Japan and America. So yeah. he was able to get talent from both of the sources. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason why he went there, because um, he knew that America had like really good uh, roots in terms of CG animation. I think it's pretty well known that Toy Story was a huge inspiration to him. Mm. And that's what inspired him to want to do The Spirits Within as well. Another spinoff uh, kind of idea notion. Um, but yeah, so Final Fantasy XI was, was similar. He was in Hawaii and he saw a lot of people in Hawaii playing EverQuest Ultima Online. And he was like, well, we could make a Final Fantasy game that's on, or we could make an online game at Square. And it just so happened that they all decided that it would be a Final Fantasy game because they felt the story was was strong enough to compete with the games that had come before and blah, blah, blah. So... Anyway, with that in mind, um, we have come up with six dream Final Fantasy spinoffs. I know we probably should have just come up with one, but yeah. you know, I was going down the list and I was just thinking, uh, you know, you know, some of these are a bit dubious. I will confess to we that. We might think of more on the way. We may think way. of more on the way. Yeah. And some of these are a bit flimsy. So sorry in advance. But I'm going to let Lauren go first with <laughs> the game that she has been craving for a very long time. We've actually talked about it on the podcast many yeah. times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Final Fantasy X, Braska's story. I think that would be perfect. I think that would be such a good such a good game. It's been long enough now to where people would love to hear the story more, like um, just the story of Aaron, Braska, and Jekt on their adventure through Spira to uh, Xanarkin. I think it would be really, really cool. I mean, Final Fantasy X... It's pretty clear that people want more content from the game. Mm. The only point of contention is that people don't want 10-3 as mm. such. Like there is a very, I think I'd say it's 50-50, right? There are a lot of people that just want the game to end because they've read the novel, they've had the audio drama and it just like, yeah. And obviously you have to take into consideration the people that also don't like 10-2 and the direction they took the characters in that route. Braska, I think it reminds people of the good time of Final Fantasy X. Mm. It's like just before that. So the story should have a, a pretty serious tone. It shouldn't be all around like running around with guns and and Charlie's Angels and stuff and, you know, LeBlanc. Maybe not, but the Crimson Squad, maybe around. No, 
No. No, no, not quite yet. Because Brasco Story would be five years before Ten Two. Yeah, uh, Crimson Squad is is sort of similar time period to Final Fantasy X. Okay. Because um, Keenock is involved. Um, but yeah, um, I just, I think it would be fascinating. I love Spira. Like, I think Spira is one of my favorite worlds um, in Final Fantasy ever. I just think it's so well, it's so well created. It's so gorgeous. And there's so many opportunities for them to do more with it. Um, we may learn more about other characters, like obviously Jiskel would be around, uh, in Guadalajara. Seymour may even be a he would have been around. back, yeah, yeah, he would have been back. So that would have been it, would be cool to see him as a teenager. Um, and um, also just the other summoners because there's quite a few other summoners that are around during that time who are running. Um, and also, I just realized that I said that Braska's thing took place five years before 10 2. <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> it's like 15 years before because Yuna was yeah, only that. like five or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's late. But yeah, I do. I do think that that would be a really interesting story to revisit and have expanded um, a la Crisis Core. I, I guess for me, and I think we talked about it, I don't know when, uh, it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but it may have been a year or two ago now. Mm. They've just released the 10.2 HD remaster. They clearly have all of the assets available for those games. I think the fact that those games have sold so well, I think we're talking about two or three million copies now of the HD remaster, which is more than like a lot of games sell in general. Yeah. If they just released like Braska's story as a spin-off using the original game assets, people wouldn't care. No. Like they would not I I would love that experience. And I know there has to be a load of other people that would love that experience because mm-hmm. they just so many people have bought the HD remaster. And it's not like the original games where everything was lost and, and they have to try and redo everything and, and do all these really backhanded ports and reconfigurations and and whatever 10 isn't in that situation as far as i'm aware so they could reuse the assets and like even if it was braska oren and jekt going through the same pilgrimage that yuna went through it would be a completely unique twist on it Mm. and it's no like 10 t was using the same locations they added a few different ones in which they could do in in this game as well but it's the fact that, yeah, like all the people will be completely different. The mm. environments would be completely different. The vibe would be completely different. Mm. You could have a lot more time in, in Bevel, like throughout before he leaves. He'd like to learn more about um, like the different interactions he's going to have with people. Because like Rin and people like that would obviously still be around too. Mm. And like you'd get to learn more about kind of Micah. Um, you'd probably, I mean, it would be good if they did cover um like the the death of Yuna's mother she mm-hmm. may even get a name mm-hmm. yeah like that's the thing as well is that like there's so little content on on these characters anyway um but yeah i think it would be like yeah jack would obviously have a lot of flashbacks about um his time in xanarkand and that type of thing um 
I guess I, the only question that I would have, um, and it may be something similar to what they did in Crisis Core, is the fact that like they added Genesis as a villain. They don't really have a villain in. They wouldn't really have a villain in the same way as Yuna does, because obviously they well, had they Seymour could, revisiting them. They could do them. something similar to what happened in Ten with Donna. Mm. They could have a rival summoner who's actually like a lot more aggressive. Mm. And the other thing that I think would be really cool is that because of everything that happened with Braska and the Albed, there's clearly a lot of people in Bavel that hate him. Mm. And that could be one of the like antagonistic sides. We got to see it briefly with Yuna after she got kind of struck off and she had the uh, confrontation with Kelk. Like that maybe could be something that is is similar for Braska. Like the fact that, yeah, like he's got to deal with all the trouble that Jekt creates. Yeah. Uh, he's got to deal with all the fact that, yeah, he's been basically excommunicated uh, because of everything that happened with the Albed. The Albed may also not be particularly fond of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. So there he, could be rebel would, things around. Yeah, like he would have enemies. Yeah, no, definitely. But... And I think because the fact the original assets exist and if they did do it in a very, a very similar style i feel as though those original cutscenes that we got to see flashbacks in the spheres could be kept the same mm. but they would just fill the gaps in mm. like seeing oren have his moment i think that would be such a cool thing if you could see the build-up to it and then the aftermath yeah as well yeah that would be that would be pretty cool oh my gosh yeah yeah i would love to see that um, and see him actually like try to climb down that mountain, which I still don't know how he did it. Um, I mean that, that that would work really well as like the ending cutscene. Yeah, like yeah, the because yeah. Brasco would obviously be dead at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like going back, like and also we've never ever got to see a battle between the final summoning and sin. And that's true too. And that would be really cool to see as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I will eat that up. We should actually, like, we've talked about it so many times. We should actually do something about it. I know. I know. I would love to. I mean, Hashimoto is always talking about the fact that he sees people talking about 10-3. It's like, well, maybe we should actually see make him see that people want 10-0. Yeah, absolutely. People want 10-0. There's a lot of potential there. Um untapped potential untapped potential so but yes next one gold stars if you predicted correctly for lauren's <laughs> uh final fantasy spinoff i can guarantee you though that my first spinoff no one's gonna get completely out of left field and it's kind of because i was working on that final fantasy 11 video it really reminded me of what square were like right at the tail end of the 90s where they were just experimenting with so many different things Obviously, some of it was fueled by Sakaguchi, but there were other people within Square who just, they just wanted to create. They just wanted to do cool things. And I actually thought it was really, really funny that um, Ishii, who he didn't want to direct Eleven because he was having so much fun just creating the Mana franchise and just mm. having the time of his life, just mm. working on new things and, and just coming up with all these different new stories and experiences. And he didn't want to go back to doing like Final Fantasy, the thing that's expected of me yeah um but no so one of the games they were working on around that time was called the bouncer and this was a a game that i was super excited for it was i i I think i may have got it day one when it came out just on the basis that around that time i was just whatever square were doing i was kind of into it we had a 
a kind of restricted review, restricted view of Square around that time in Europe, though. Like we got Final Fantasy games, we didn't get too much else from Square, but the Bouncer was was definitely a game, and I remember Bushido Blade was cool as well. Mm. So like I was just really curious to see what it was going to be like. The I know that we kind of rag on Nomura a bit now, but I, around that time, I loved his designs so much. Yeah. And when I saw the concept arts uh, for the characters in the game, they just looked so cool. Yeah. It was like Sora before Sora. Oh, kind yeah. Of thing. People frequently do compare Sora to, I think Sion. it's the main character. Yeah. And yeah, like it just, I obviously I'm a massive Streets of Rage fan as well. I liked playing Fighting Force, which came out on the Dreamcast as well, I believe. Um, and I just, I just loved that style of game, just like the beat em ups. And they hadn't really transitioned that well from a 16 bit era to the 32 bit era, like the 3D modeling. Yeah. It just didn't really work that well. Like Fighting Force was okay, but it didn't really work that well. So I was really curious to see what Square were going to do with this game because like, I just was so invested in everything Final Fantasy and I just thought everything they touch is gold, Yeah, essentially. So I picked it up, had a really good time with it. The only problem was that it was just so short. But you know the characters were good. The, the combat was actually pretty good at the time. I'm sure if I played it now, though, it would be pretty bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, like a, it was a decent story. So my spinoff... Going on the notion of what Sakaguchi used to do at the time, just thinking, okay, so what what other genres out there are there that you could integrate into Final Fantasy? And the bouncer is obviously a, a beat-em-up game. So monks, like, like you could have prominent monks or a monk create a Final Fantasy experience. And like the flavor of the month at the moment is obviously Tifa. Mm-hmm. So you could have a like a a, a beat 'em up style game, or I don't know, if, like fighting. I'm not too sure what they're what they're called actually. Beat 'em ups are very much like Tekken, um, but like oh, a Streets of Rage style game. That that's a beat 'em. I thought I thought like the side scrolling beat 'em up, isn't mm. it? Like that's what I would have called it. I seem it. to have been having weird flashbacks about genre names and. <laughs> but it, yeah, that's what you I know would what, call you, it. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Side like, scrolling. Having having a game about Tifa where she's like the main person, and obviously. Like pre-Final Fantasy VII timeline, she's been working in Sector Seven slums. She's going to have some friends around that time. But the one thing they've never really talked about, which they may talk about in the remake, is the whole story about Zangan. Yeah. He rescued her from Nibelheim after the incident and, and trained her in Zangan martial arts, Zangan karate, I think it's called. But the thing about Zangan is that he has hundreds of students throughout Gaia. But we never get to see any of them. Like you never meet anyone else who is a Zangan martial artist. But yeah. clearly she must know who some of these people are. You don't have like 100, 100 odd, 200 odd students around the the world and never meet any of them. Yeah, like exactly. How, how does Zangan, like, he doesn't just like train them all separately. And I mean, maybe, but it seems, <laughs> seems unlikely to me. Um, so like, yeah, like a, a game about Tifa and her like martial arts roots where she gets to learn you get a bit more of the backstory around kind of what happened after she was rescued you mm. get the like yeah maybe the beginning of the game could you get be to her train learning. her up yeah. yeah exactly and then you get to to actually go on like the the missions play out the story and and you get to that experience all the cool combos yeah i think that would be really fun um i think as well that's an opportunity to do some really awesome music 
I think yep. there would be really awesome music in that game. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I mean, you know, I I did really like um, King's King's Tale. Like, I liked I liked the format of that game, and I think it did work with Final Fantasy 15. And yeah, it could definitely work with uh, Final Fantasy 7. Although, uh, so would you would you include any other Final Fantasy 7 characters like Barrett? Probably not. Mm. I mean, you could have Barrett in there, but he'd have to be like the token wrestler guy. Yeah, which is I, like, yeah. Do I mean, really he does wanna... have some melee weapons. Like, not all of his weapons are guns. Yeah. So it's it's somewhat feasible. And generally in those kind of games, like if you're talking about fighting, uh, sorry, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, even the Bouncer, there's always a big guy. Mm. Like, they're slow, but they just beat the crap out of everyone. Oh, yeah. Well, you have, like, in... Um... Tekken you always have like I mean granted they're not beat them up that's more of just a fighting yeah there's usually like Max was in Streets of Rage yeah Hagger Haggard Hagger is in uh, Final Fight yeah there's usually some big beefcake yep gotta get your beefcake in all right well the next one that we have on the list though is uh Chocobo Racing but good a good Chocobo Racing game I think that would be really fun um but I think you could also include, and I think they have actually done this, where you include they include. W- was it in Chocobo Racing where you could like play as Cloud riding on the Daytona? Yep. So they had Cloud yeah. and School in there. Uh, I think there may have been one other character. Mm. And like you could easily have Noctis with the regalia now, and um, you could have like one of the mounts from. Um, you have to have the fat chocobo mount, don't you? From fourteen. Yeah, Magic Armor. Yeah, like there's so much, there's so much um, potential there for a racing game. I would, I would play one. Yeah, it's just a shame because chocobo racing, like I think nostalgic wise, it's cool that it existed, and I think they, no, chocobo racing two was in development, but it got cancelled. Mm. Um, but obviously, Mario Kart has always been wildly successful, and. I feel like it's kind of been untouchable. It's been put on a pedestal. And Sony tried to do it with um, uh, mod, cart, mod, uh, mod Nation Racing mm. and Little Big Planet Karting. And Crash Team Racing has just come out again. But the big one for me that showed that Square could tap into their market if they wanted to is Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing. Mm. Like that is such a fun game. I may get some hate for this, but I... I really enjoyed playing that way more than I did Mario Kart. Mm. The, the the first Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, I think that came out around the same time as Mario Kart on the Wii. Uh, and I just had, I mean, I had way more fun playing that game than I did Double Dash as well. So sacrilege. I know people <laughs> are probably going to be unhappy about that. But, you know, the fact they're on their, they're on their third iteration of it now shows that it's it's been received really well it's selling well mm. and chocobo racing just from the name alone would have x amount of people who love final fantasy buying it they've just got to make it good and fun yeah i mean like it's been a hot easier minute. said than done i know <laughs> yeah it's been a hot mon- minute since i've played like a decent race well no we were playing wipeout weren't we and that's really fun but yeah no i would i would totally be up for a racing game and that brings us on to another cancelled sequel, which is Final Fantasy Tactics 2. 
which really makes me feel like a bit weird because I I could have sworn that there was a sequel to Tactics. Honestly. Well, there's loads of other but Tactics like games. There's like A2 and stuff. Yeah, but I so guess, they just... yeah, never actually like Final Fantasy Tactics 2. No, so after Tactics came out, uh, Matsuno was actually working on Tactics 2, but it got canned. They they focused their attention somewhere else mm. and it just never, it never came to fruition. That's such and a obviously, shame. you know, he did work on Final Fantasy 12, but I don't think the, sto- I don't think the story is anywhere near as good in that game as in Tactics. And they did have t- uh, A2. That was actually my first in- um, introduction to the Tactics franchise because Tactics didn't release in Europe. And I remember playing Tactics A2, sorry, Tactics Advance at university. My friend had a Game Boy Advance uh, and was playing it, and I just got sucked right into it. <laughs> I've never played anything like it before. Actually, no, I tell a lie. I played Disgaea, similar, um, but I just got sucked. I really got sucked into it, and I actually went out and bought a Game Boy Advance Aww. so I, just so I could play Tactics Advance. Yeah, the. I, that may be the only console I had bought at that point that wasn't related to Metal Gear. Hmm. Hmm. Intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like obviously we had Tactics A2 as well after that. And then there was Tactics S and Crystal Defenders, Crystal Guardians, like all these other random spinoffs. Tactics Z, Tactics X. Yeah, but never Tactics 2. And I think if they were able to, to kind of do that, just bring Matsuno back. Let him tell the story he wanted to tell. Ito's flying around somewhere. Bring him <laughs> back as well. Get those two working on a tactics game that is true to the roots. Like yeah. that has a really kind of gut-wrenching story that isn't, away, isn't afraid to shy away from things. Yeah, 100%. Because that's like the thing about tactics is just the fact that like, like there's so many sequences that are really, really, really intense. And yeah, it'd be nice to see all the characters again. Um, After that, we have Final Fantasy Type 1, which unfortunately I do not foresee this happening almost at all, really. Like, I mean, Type 0 was such a good game in the sense that like the the voice act uh, the voice acting was great the story was great the um hold on a minute hold on a minute what the voice acting was great i thought the voice acting was the voice acting had highs and lows it had highs and lows okay it had highs and lows it was yeah um but the gameplay was really fun and i really 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 enjoyed my time playing type zero um, which is why it devastates me that type one will never probably exist because Tabata has now left the company. I mean, it was it was after the success of Final Fantasy fifteen, it was gonna be unlikely anyway. There was mm. no way that Tabata wanted to go back to making type games because yeah. they were just such so unambitious. And that was the thing as well, it was the fact that like it just really got a raw deal when it released over here. Um, I still get a bit like upset about that. Just the fact that we had to wait so long for the English translation for like, no, they I haven't mean, really yeah. given us a reason why they waited so long. They piracy, whatever. Yeah. They could have released it on the Vita if they wanted to. Yeah. And the only reason they ended up releasing it over here was to, pile out a demo for 15 yeah Uh, i mean yeah it was it was a shame that everything around it just wasn't that great but you know that 
people just they, they teased, people just they teased type one i think on the basis that they didn't know how 15 was gonna go mm. and they wanted to gauge interest there was interest loads of people were really excited about the samurai tees and the fact that yeah you was going to be the same cast of characters but it's a completely different iteration of orients but yeah like Tabata obviously he got his head turned he wanted to make his new brand brand new IP which he'd never really had the chance to do before and then he left mm. and I guess my hope was that when he was still there one of the more junior members of his team because obviously he was the head of his business division so he could have assigned different roles and I would have loved him to say um, uh, Kenichi Shida go and work on type one make that game make it make make me proud essentially yeah. Instead of saying, oh, let's do Justice Monsters 5 or like a King's Tale, you know, <laughs> like, no, no, sorry, um, uh, Wrath of the Dark Dragon, King's Tale. Oh Knight. my gosh, yeah. Like, just, they just wasted so much time on these crappy mobile games and they could have actually just made an actual game yeah. in the same time. Yeah, 100%. Of, or like, you know, there, there's so many other things they could have done, but obviously now Tabat is gone. There will still be people in... Um, uh, luminous studios who worked on type zero who mm. obviously have fond memories of type zero but the guy who's running the studio now probably couldn't give a crap about type zero yeah and they've got their new ip they're they're putting all their resources into and who knows if that's ever going to come out or if it actually still exists considering mm. they've just binned off a load of people uh earlier this year but um yeah i mean it's it's something i would i would really like to see because for all of type zero's um strengths it ultimately was a psp game yeah that then got ported to the playstation 4 yeah and it showed yeah and you can look after you can look over it because the story was we had some really good moments yeah and the gameplay still was good but the camera did cause nausea <laughs> and i would have i would have loved to see it's kind of like the whole decidia situation i i really always wanted to see what decidia would look like on a home console we finally got it after what like 10 years i would have loved to see what type zero or type one would have looked like on a home console no but alas we will probably never see it no which brings me on to the last game which is a weird one actually because yeah when i was thinking about the topic i was like yeah what what game what game genre would i like to see final fantasy move into and ironically, the one I'd like to see it move into is the original gameplay style, <laughs> which it no longer has anymore. Oh, because Final Fantasy now is action RPG, and yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake is action RPG first, turn-based second. It's still in there, yeah, but very much as a like it's the very easy mode. Like everybody just sort of assumes that it's easy. Yeah, like and it's like. Just... Final Fantasy 15 really flipped the script on it because it wasn't supposed to be a main series title. Final Fantasy 13 was supposed to be the main series title. There were, I from what I understand there was another Final Fantasy 15 in development and they then booted that out <laughs> to make versus 13 Final Fantasy 15 and now action RPG is the way forward. Yeah. Because they they can't, you know, they they've made that decision. Yeah. We've gone Final Fantasy 15 action RPG, Final Fantasy 7 Remake action RPG. 
which means that whatever follows really has to be action RPG because otherwise it's going to be too much of a regression and people are going to get really confused, which is why I think it would make sense for them to have a spin-off franchise that is Final Fantasy, a continuation of what Final Fantasy tend to kind of left off with. Yeah. Really similar gameplay style. It doesn't have to have the same high quality production values that the main series games have. I'm not too bothered about that because that's why those games were fantastic. Like you can still go back and play Final Fantasy VIII now. The remaster was didn't change that much, no. but it's still a great game. Loads of people are enjoying it that are picking playing it for the first time. Even now, like 20 years after it came out originally. Mm. And that to me tells me that I'm, I'm dubbing it Final Fantasy Original would still be actually well received like octopath traveler just did really well as well on the switch with um kind of turn-based gameplay and and kind of i don't want to say lesser but um art style that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see from final fantasy 16 yeah for example yeah just different style but yeah i think that would would work really well mm. and um that's my final dream final fantasy spinoff oh the only thing I could think of is that it would be great for a dating sim. I think a dating sim is in order for Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like all of the all of the main characters. You know what? That's actually you you said we were gonna make some some random ones. You've come up with your dating sim. I mean, like Metal Gear had Revengeance, Final mm. Fantasy could easily have like an actual action RPG game, like mm. Near Automata. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be sick. Yeah. Okay, so news. Mm. Two really brief pieces of news. One is that the Final Fantasy remake had its box art revealed. Ooh. It's a, a nice tribute to the original North American box art, I it believe. Is. It's really nice. I hate it. You do? I hate I I've hated the Final Fantasy box arts for a long time because I didn't ever want the style that we have now, I really <laughs> liked us having similar to the Japanese box art where it was just the logo on the game. Like that mm. was so unique mm. just to have like a white case with the logo. And like, for whatever reason, when 13 came out, they were like, no, you guys are getting the same as North Americans. Cause that's what you want. <laughs> is it? This is not the box we're looking for. Exactly. So I would have preferred to see uh, a very similar to the original game where it was just the updated logo on a white background or a black mm. background. But, you know, they've gone with the, the tribute to the North American box art, which is nice for North Americans. And I'm sure there are some people in Europe as well that are really enjoying the tribute, even though they didn't get that original box art. I just wouldn't have thought they would be so... Not lazy, but lazy, you know what I mean? Like, they couldn't have come up with anything as good. Because, I mean, like, Nomura's always, he always used to say, like, treat the treat the original and the remake of Final Fantasy VII separate. And yet it's just like, let's have the exact same box art, but just updated. Okay. Yeah. There was nothing else. So, yeah. yeah. That, that happened. New box art. Mm. The other piece of news is that Gabranth has been added to, or is coming, to Dissidia NT. That's so crazy he's not been there yet. I know. He was one of the uh, like the earlier characters from the franchise. 
and they've been gradually adding all these characters in. But yeah, I mean, uh, he's in the game now. Yay! Gabranth, finally. Yeah. You were there. He's been in the arcade version for a little while, actually, mm. already. But yeah, the the uh, home console version and I think the PC version will get it at the same time. It's coming out on the 10th of October. So not too uh, soon okay. after you're listening to this. Yes. All right. So that's the end of our lengthy discussion about dream games. Uh, Lauren has gone into Zen state. She's been mm. so bedazzled <laughs> by the conversations about dream games that she's actually started to dream mm. a little bit too much, some mm. might say. I'm just, yeah, we're good. We're, we're, good. <laughs> we're, we're good. So, yeah, um, yeah. music. Mm. I'll, I'll take this one. Okay. All right. So this is from Final Fantasy VI. We were actually trying to find uh, an arrangement of Dark World. Mm, which is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, because you were listening to it in preparation for the podcast recording. I but I was. couldn't I couldn't find a good arrangement. So if anyone knows a good arrangement of Dark World, please, please send it our way. We will feature it on the podcast. That's, of course, different from the Distant Worlds version. Yes, obviously. yes, we cannot do that one. Or the New World version. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would prefer to um, promote artists uh, who are trying to find their way through mm-hmm. their their different endeavors. Definitely. But yeah, so after numerous searching, we was like, well, I could do from one from Final Fantasy V. I tried to look for one for Ahead on Our Way, but I couldn't. I just couldn't find an arrangement that just connected with me. Mm-hmm. And Lauren's got the whole thing about that I'm always very selective and picky about which arrangements (laughs) i have on the show it does usually it probably is the longest part of the preparation trying to find the right arrangement i'm always just like are you finished the outline no i'm looking for music oh okay so i ended up stumbling upon a uh ancient burial ground no but it was ancient Mm-hmm. Well, not eight. It's like I think it's like five or six years old. They're mm-hmm. um, a, a little Japanese uh, a quartet who have a, like keyboard, bass, guitar, drums, etc. Uh, I just said three of the four instruments. <laughs> that, well, in this one, there's actually a guy. The guy who plays keyboards also is playing a pan flute. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're called Atalist, and this is an arrangement of "Searching for Friends" from mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI. It's very quaint. Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 22nd of October. Be sure to check out all our news coverage at FinalFantasyUnion.com. And of course, if you enjoy what we do and enjoy our just general ramblings about things, then please do consider supporting us on Patreon. If you head to Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion, you can find out more. I'd also really recommend you join our Discord server if you haven't already. Uh, if you go to finalfantasyunion.com, there's a big link on the right-hand side to the Discord server. We have a good, like, six, 700 people there now, and it's a really good place where you can talk to people about the podcast and just have a fun time talking about Final Fantasy and gaming in general. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so with that, it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. It's time for Lauren's nap, and I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a finalfantasyunion.com production.
Thank you.